again. Time for the OOTPC number 011, the 11th edition of OOTPCedness. And I don't mean politically correctedness, I mean <laughs> podcastery. Castation of pod like structures. Castation. I am the game mage, and I am sitting on a couch physically right now with Michael the Hammer K. Klodzinski. Mr. Hammer K, how are you tonight? I am stupendously, fantastically awesome. Yes, and uh, I'm doing well now that I'm actually projecting my voice. Yes. Acting yes, yes. like I know how to talk. The waveforms on this thing that we're recording are bouncing just fine now. And if you can't hear me, well, that's not my fault. Right. <laughs> I, whatever. I don't even know where I'm going with that. But, so we're going to get into this podcast thing. We only have a couple things I guess we're going to talk about. Maybe only one, honestly. Um, but here we go. So, uh, before we jump in, is there anything in particular, Mr. Hammer K, uh, that you would like to speak of this fine evening in which we are in the same room together? Um... Just the fact that uh, I just leaped across the room silently just then, and it was pretty cool. I felt very Matrixy. So I wasn't just uh, BSing for no reason there. Right. <laughs> like I normally do. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So I guess the first thing, and this is a big topic for, for both of us, because this is you know, much related to lots of things that we have spoken of before, and I'm sure we'll speak of many times again in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you did not catch the biggest news of the past week or two, um, Hideo Kojima is no longer with Konami. Surprise, surprise. Like, we didn't see this coming. <laughs> so, his contract was up with Konami on, I believe, the 15th of December. And, like, the what? 16th, <laughs> the very next day, he's sitting on a couch next to the most happy man I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Announcing yeah, yeah. a partnership with Sony to bring a timed exclusive, as I understand it now, uh, game to the PS4. Uh, so, he didn't say anything about the game, what it's going to be about, what genre it is. Um, all we know that is, is that uh, Hideo Kojima has his own production company now called Kojima Productions. There's quite a few people that think that he should have gone with other things, you know, mm -hmm. perhaps Diamond Dogs or, you know, tons of other options from the the lore that he's created especially with metal gear uh the metal gear series but he it's going to be kojima productions and kojima productions is going to i would assume have basically free reign on creating this next it's supposed to be new ip so obviously yeah. he can't take the stuff from konami but um which i think that's really cool i think it's oh, cool yeah. that he's not being forced to, well not that you know his games are bad or anything but he's being forced <laughs> to make Metal Gear Solid 19 or whatever, but he can, yeah. you know, just clean slate, go for something. So. Well, I mean, especially because, um, I mean, originally he wanted 4 to be the last one. Mm. And then, you know, Konami's like, oh, we're going to make another one. And then he's like, okay, well, five's the last one. And it's not going to be the last one, but it's going to be the last real one. Right. <laughs> just like Bioshock and all that mess. Oh, man, well, yeah, that's, a, that's another thing. But um, That is another thing. But yeah, so what do you think about this, Michael? I mean, I, I'm excited about this. Yeah. I think, first of all, I think it's very funny that um, 
Konami basically said that he was on vacation. <laughs> and they just, they like tap danced around this whole thing. And it was just the strangest thing I have ever heard. I mean, it's not like we didn't know they, that he was going to be leaving. They, they acted like he was like out for a smoke break or something. <laughs> like, oh, he'll be right back. He's just out there, you know, puffing on one. Be, oh, that sounded bad. He'll be right back, though. And then, you know. And that whole stuff with the, the Game Awards, did you see that? Oh, yeah, dude. That was ridiculous. Ugh. So, uh, what that's about was that uh, Metal Gear Solid Five was nominated for Game of the Year, I think, right? Along yeah. with The Witcher 3 and a few other games. Witcher 3 won it. Uh, Well-deserved, as I understand it. Um, I've not played it, but I, I, I definitely intend to. Yep. <clears throat> but, so, uh, Kojima wanted to be there... To be able to potentially accept the award. And it actually, it did win some award, right? Yeah, it, I, I don't remember what it won, but it, it did win something. And, and he wasn't there. Yeah. Not because of his own choice. Apparently, Konami's lawyers told him he could not attend the event. Yes. Because <laughs> he was on a very serious vacation, apparently. <laughs> or a very serious smoke break. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they were afraid that he was going to say something, you know, untoward to a, a Konami or about Wh Konami. Which was funny because the host—I forgot his name—totally called them oh, yeah. out on that <laughs> and totally flamed them for that. So yeah, that was you, very funny. You should check that out on YouTube. There's like just that segment of him, and is like you could tell that he he wasn't like super. Uh, um, he knew that it was the right thing to do, but it wasn't a comfortable thing to be right. doing. So, you know, props to him for, for calling him out like that, because yep. that's just some <laughs> bull crap, dude. But, so, uh, yeah. But, yeah, so, I I mean, is it going to be a horror game? Is it going to be a collaboration with you know, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Norman Reedus, Junji Ito? I mean, I think we all hope that it will be, but who knows? I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what so many people are thinking right now. It's like, wait. Yes. Is PT going to live on in some form or fashion? He's going to make quiet mountains. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I... I while, I, while Konami's making Silent Hill pinball games and stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you saw that they did register the... Uh, I don't know, not trademark, but something uh, for a... Uh, Big Boss Pachinko Machine. Really? Yeah, they haven't released the design or announced oh. it or anything. But there was like some patent or something. It was weird. Mm. Anyway. Which, uh, I don't mean to throw pinball games under the bus or anything. Because pinball is sweet as anything. And if you play a good one, <laughs> they are freaking awesome. Well, pinball's different than Pachinko, right? Because the Pachinko yeah. Machine's basically a gambling machine. Yeah. And, you know, there's... I Not to get too... Um, High and mighty, because I definitely don't mean this that way. But I mean, there's you know the whole rumors that always Konami has been in cahoots with the yakuza, you know the the mafia in Japan. <laughs> and what do you know? They run like some of the largest casinos in Japan. Mm. And so there. Anyway, the implication can be whatever you want it to be. But uh, apparently, they have some really weird rules and stuff for their employees. Oh yeah. Like, the strangest things I've ever heard. Like, apparently they aren't allowed to have, like, a personal email address or something. Yeah, they, like, wrote... They're, like, yeah. throwaway email addresses. Yeah. It's, it's... Well, that's based on that report from the person that person on the inside. Yeah. But apparently that's true, that until you become, like, pretty high up in the company, you don't have a permanent email address. And the reason being is that 
the company's basically not treating you like an individual. You're just like part of their labor mass or whatever. It's yeah. weird. Um, but again, I don't want to spread too much hearsay, but I mean, apparently the person who reported that uh, to was secondhand, got it firsthand from somebody who actually was working at Konami. Mm-hmm. So whether that's true or not, that's that's the story. And Konami hasn't come out to deny it in any sort of way. So. Yeah. Um, obviously, they probably wouldn't anyway because they don't want to give any sort of legitimacy. But I, right. I would not be surprised that if that were true. Uh, they also run a whole bunch of like gyms, like what, like workout gyms. Yeah, what? You didn't know this? I did not know this. Oh yeah, like that's like the casino stuff and or the excuse me, pachinko parlor stuff uh-huh. and the uh, like twenty four hour gyms or something. That's that's always been their biggest stuff. Like video games was like an afterthought. Wow. They only got That's into video games because they were so big into Pachinko. Because they thought that, oh, well, video games could be, like, the next big, you know, source of revenue for them. And right. Like Pachinko was. I mean, it's I mean, it's like any kind of casino. Well, again, I don't want to say casino because, like, gambling, I guess, strictly isn't legal in Japan. But uh-huh. Pachinko houses are. And that's why they're so popular over there. Because you can win money. Right. Um, anyway. Uh, hmm. But let's 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 shift this focus off of Konami because we all know we all hate Konami, <laughs> and and focus more on uh, uh, Kojima and his future. I think that we're not going to see you know obviously we're not going to literally see the next Metal Gear game, yeah. and we're I don't think we're going to see a you know tactical espionage game either because I don't think that's what he wants to make now. I'm not saying that to say that we're definitely going to see a horror survival horror any kind of game like that, but I don't think we're going to see a, you know, Metal Gear Solid or, or action, action team one mm-hmm. game. Action team I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be something different and, um, I'm interested to play it. I mean, even if it's not a horror game, I will probably pick it up. And this may, I have to say, this makes me feel so happy that I got a PS4. <laughs> right. You know, I felt, I felt so bad. I was like, oh, I can't get PT and this, that, and the other, but it's like, I feel like I've been vindicated a little bit, so yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see what he does with just something new. Kind of like how PT was, even though it was going to be a Silent Hill game. It right. Just, it was. It just felt like something completely new. I mean, and, it was gonna it, it was gonna be a rebirth of that that yeah. uh, IP. I mean, that's that's why we were all like all of us like real hardcore Silent Hill fans yeah. were super stoked about it because it was like. Downpour, like, I, I, okay, I have to admit, I've not beaten Downpour and I've not beaten Homecoming. Although I have watched uh, speedruns of Homecoming and I've I've seen playthroughs of it too. And what I, is I've, that for? Which system? Yeah. Uh, you can, well, Homecoming's on PC, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360. Downpour's on PS3, Xbox 360, and I don't know if they ever released that on PC. Mm. Um, but I, I've played like a couple hours of Downpour and I've, I've played probably four-ish hours of Homecoming and watched playthroughs of Homecoming. And it's like, those aren't Silent Hill games. They just have the name Silent Hill and they have nurses in them because they think that's what people want to see. <laughs> right. And they have Pyramid Head in it because they think that's what people want to see. Of course. Completely ignoring the fact that Pyramid Head should be in no Silent Hill game except for two. I, oh, anyway. <laughs> different story for a different time, but... Uh, but yeah, we were all super excited because you know, it, it, even if it's not part of the lore of like the original trilogy of Silent Hill, 
and I guess you can argue four or two, but definitely the first three. Even if it wasn't part of that lore, and it was just like a completely different perspective on the town, or some people in the town, or from the town, or even if it was some sort of transplantation of of the spirit of Silent Hill into some other, like a reimagining or something. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, honestly, how do we know that what we saw wasn't like the the main character in PT wasn't going to be like in some way related to Harry somehow, mm-hmm. or or maybe it's Harry in some alternate dimension somehow, and like uh, the the girl that he killed was uh, was Cheryl. You know, I mean, maybe I could see <laughs> Kojima doing something totally effed up like that, yeah. and I would have been so ecstatic to see that. <laughs> so. I, that excitement, I think, to me, carries over into any kind of new IP that he's going to be behind. Because he's uh, no doubt a visionary, and yeah. he has extreme talent. And as long as whatever he's focusing on can be managed well by other people, uh, as far as the implementation, the the getting it done, the budget, that sort of stuff, yeah. I, it's going to be fantastic. And... Uh, Obviously, Sony was extremely smart to snatch him up. Very. <laughs> um, I think that they're 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 going to be. It's going to be a printing press for money for them for a little while. Uh-huh. Uh, it would be even better if somehow they could negotiate the license for Silent Hill away from Konami, but I don't think they're going to get that. Um, it would be awesome if they did, but yeah, I don't maybe. actually. I don't even care, man. If if they make a great survival horror game, I don't even care. Yep, exactly. Mm. So. Anything else about that? Man, I'm just pumped. I just can't wait to see what he does. Oh, yeah. I mean, every th- I, I need to get caught up on Metal Gear Solid. Dude, yeah. Like, I've, I've played the first one, and I played half of the second one, and then I got stuck somewhere along the way, and then I kind of stopped playing it, and then that just kind of snowballed and, you know, didn't play any of the other ones. Let me tell you, so, dude. Here's what I did. Um, go, go to the... Games the movie subreddit, yeah. <laughs> and I go back even before Metal Gear Solid. Go watch Metal Gear and um, Metal Gear Two, like the the MSX Two one, not not the, uh, the the one that was on NES. The ones that are like the actual real lore. Oh yeah. And watch them. Watch playthroughs of them. Uh, you're not gonna get the first two games. It's like okay, you're not gonna get a whole lot. But if mm. you read all of the dialogue. And then you go and like watch it for Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid Two. You're you're gonna be like, holy crap! <laughs> and then Metal Gear Solid Three. It's like all tied in together. It's yeah. like, it's nuts, man. Wow. It's nuts. It's it, it, it. Have you ever beaten two? No. Do you know anything about the end of Metal Gear I don't, Solid Two? I don't really remember much of two. Two is like the biggest mind screw you'll ever see or play. <laughs> like. I, that, that's my favorite kind yeah. of thing, really. Oh, absolutely. That's what he's perfect at. Mm. That's why it would have been so great for Silent Hill. Exactly. That's, that's the kind of game series that that ha- Man, should be. Even this bro's website right now has the deepest just like thought <laughs> on it I've ever read. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. This guy's just been consistently putting out quality things. So there's no reason why he would stop now. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Extremely excited. Yeah, we, we could just rave about our excitement of that for the next ever. But I mean, that's <laughs> honestly, that's probably about... It was really hard for me to ever say that I'm a real fanboy about anything, because I, one, I don't really like the term, but uh, even aside from that, I you know, I feel like I want to try to be 
even kill about stuff, right? And I want to try yeah. to be uh, of a level head when I, I uh, critique things. But, I mean, this is about as close as I've gotten to fanboyism in a long time, and PT is what did it. <laughs> right. You know, I knew that Kojima had some great stuff that he'd done, and uh, and I was, I was a fan of Metal Like, even Metal Gear on NES, you know, that game's hard as crap, but, I mean, I still loved playing it when I was younger. And, yeah. uh you know, really trying to get far enough where I could actually beat it, and I don't know if I've ever actually beaten it beginning to end without save states on an emulator, but right. <laughs> it's a tough game. Um, but it's a great game, and like I always knew he did good stuff, but when he starts getting into like the things that I... I mean, Survival Horror, by far, if, if you guys have not been able to tell by now, <laughs> Survival Horror is by far my favorite genre of video game, and when he starts playing around with that, you know, that's when I get really interested. I've always loved mm. the Metal Gear games, and I like the whole, you know, sneaking around aspect of them. Uh, but just basic action games haven't been very much something I've played. I've just preferred different kinds of games. So, yeah. anyway, uh, I say that to say I feel like I'm getting to be into fanboyism here, and I'm <laughs> trying, to, trying to hold that back. So, all right. So I think we've said enough about that. <laughs> Uh, we've got one other topic I think that's probably germane here. So do you want to go ahead and talk about that? Yes. Would you like to take that? Because I've sure, been talking a lot. Sure. So uh, our our next topic is quick time events, which uh, was was brought on by uh, when we talked about until dawn right. last podcast. Um, so for me, I think don't quote me on this, but I think the first game to really use quick time events was Shinmu. I think that's right. I, I think. Um, so that that was definitely the first time I experienced them. And I really liked it. I And everybody really made it out to be like this new awesome hip thing. You know, it was like that that thing that every, like Shinmu did it really well. And then every other game did it uh-huh. and abused it. And it started getting this bad reputation, whatever. But, uh, but yeah. What do you think about quick time events? What was what was your first experience with quick time events? Um, I know a big one was. I'm trying to think if there's anything before that though. So the the first one that I really vividly remember, and I, th- I spoke a little bit about this, is Resident Evil Four, um, which is a very good. And, I, and I'm gonna speak a little bit in a meta sense here about Resident Evil Four in particular. Uh, is a really, really good video game. It's mm-hmm. a good action game. It's not really a Resident Evil game. But, again, that's a conversation for another time, but I just wanted to get that in there <laughs> edgewise. Um, but I'm trying to think if there was anything that I played before that that was quick time events. Because, I mean, I, of course, I mean, if you if you think about, like, <clears throat> like music rhythm games, yeah, that's not really quick time events, but it's kind of... <clears throat> the same i don't think people would really think that that's the same but i mean it's the same similar mechanic other than uh, it's always that instead of just being interjected into the game every once in a while Uh, so if you want to count that then like parappa the rapper was the first one that Mm -hmm. i ever played uh but i I wouldn't count that so i think it's gonna be resident evil 4 because i can't think of anything else because it wasn't like like now every game has them like not every game but like a lot of games have them yeah and back then it wasn't like that it was like you know, every once in a while you'd get a game that did it. <clears throat> but to tell you my experience with it, so in Resident Evil 4, the first time there's a quick time event, um, it makes a lot of sense. Like, you go into this, you open a, um, a gate into this area, and then you start walking up this path, 
and then like these people up, up on this hill like have like a big boulder and they have like sticks under it and they're like pulling the sticks down and then they do it uh, lever the boulder over onto the path and it starts coming at you and so you gotta run uh -huh. and then at the right time hit the buttons to jump out of the way okay yeah that's cool I mean when you've never seen that before in a video game it's like oh wow it's kind of immersive yeah um <laughs> Because, I mean, you get the sense of panic that, you know, you're running away yeah. from this thing. Uh, I think, actually, you have to, like, tap buttons to run, and then you have to hit a button to jump mm. at the, a particular time. I don't really like the tapping ones as much. Yeah, I, well, oh, I don't want to spoil this game for you. Man, I really want to talk <laughs> about the, the QTEs in uh, Resident Evil 4. Mm. Yeah, I, I understand about that. Uh, later on in the game, though, and you've got to play this game so that we can really talk about this, but later on in the game, there's things that happen where the quick time events are more integrated into the narrative of the story in the game, and it's it's really cool. It's, uh -huh. it's the best QTEs I've ever played in a video game, and so I think that there... There's maybe a few too many in that game. If you, if there are like maybe half as many, it would be about perfect. Um, but uh, now it's just like too many games do it. I think Until Dawn, it's fine. I think yeah. that's the kind of game where you would have lots of quick time events, and it makes sense. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean people are going to like it, and I understand mm -hmm. that if people don't. But I think especially it, if you're not comfortable with a controller that you're oh, using, absolutely. You, you're just dude. It, you're it, screwed. <laughs> if, if I had to use a, a stinking Xbox controller, well, I'd be okay with the Xbox One controller now because it's the same as 360. Yeah. But if I had not played 360, if I had only ever played PlayStation consoles, and then you sit me down in front of an Until Dawn type game with a uh, Xbox One controller, I would be like, oh, what the crap? What the yeah. crap? What the crap? <laughs> right. But I mean, when you have the controller memorized, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Until Dawn was probably the one of the harder, like some of, they were very quick. That quick, they were very quick in the right. game. Uh, well, I think it was cool that you could affect. Sometimes you could affect how quick they were. Mm -hmm. Like if you had like a divergent path, if it's like the safe way or the right. fast way, it's I like, figured oh, that out quickly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't think either of those paths ever changed anything. It's not like you had mm -hmm. done quicker. It was just oh, I don't want to take longer. To yeah, I always thought I need to take the quick way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, you know what? And the more that I think about this, I can't think of many other games I've played that have quick time events. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know me, I, I haven't played a whole lot of modern games in general. Mm. Like, I only play, like, the real high-profile ones or the ones that I know are in, like, a, a series that I really want to play, like Bioshock or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Biggest thing that comes to mind recently is Uncharted. Oh, that's which, true. Yeah, I which those, games. I, those are done pretty well to the point that you don't really remember that they're there. Yeah, I, yeah. Case in point, I just didn't. It's just it's very tastefully thrown into cutscenes, well, especially like, like Uncharted that. Two. That one part where there's like the train hanging off the cliff, mm -hmm. and all, that was really cool. Yep. Um, a lot of the Telltale games. I mean, that's pretty much what they are. Is yeah. You select what dialogue you want to say and then quick time event and that that's, kind of thing that's like the whole until dawn thing that's like mm -hmm. the same sort of yeah movie. it's yeah it's the exact kind of same kind of thing it's just they're a bit lower budget but the writing is extremely good oh yeah games. yeah it's they're well produced yeah which I just started I got um season two of the walking dead for I Vita I the first one <laughs> seven bucks really yes wow and, That's awesome. Yeah, I've been playing that. And uh sweet. Yeah, I am 
on episode two of it. I think there are five episodes. Okay. Um, apparently, it starts off really good, and then it gets kind of like go into a valley in the middle of it, and then it climaxes in the end like it does in the first game, and it's just as crazy as it is in the first game, apparently. Well, that's cool. Which, I mean, honestly, you could just watch somebody play the game and yeah but (laughs) the different the reason why i want to well one i want to make my own decisions Mm -hmm. in those kinds of games and two i just love the walking dead even though i haven't watched anything of the newest season uh but i I, I need to get caught up on that that's a great great show i love it um Uh, and man i i got just as invested in the characters in this game as the tv show that's awesome that's I mean, awesome. and yeah, you know, there a couple of the characters make appearances in in the game. Yeah, but like, it's it's definitely a different story in the same universe. Yeah. But, um, um, what were we talking about? Oh, so quick time events. Yeah. Um. So what about you? I mean, you were speaking about Shinmu, but what about other games beyond that? Any particular bad, particularly bad experiences you've had with QTEs? I know I've had them, but I can't think of any off the top <laughs> yeah. of my head. Just yeah. probably tried to wipe my memory of those. <laughs> um, a lot of times they just get thrown in randomly. Like uh, in yeah. some of the more recent Sonic games, like to do a stunt or something after you do a who dicker who off the ramp, <laughs> you hit a button and then you'll a what a who dicker who <laughs> you'll do a back flipperoonie with a twistalini and. Uh, Sounds like pasta. Yeah. I don't know why I just got so Italian all of a sudden. <laughs> but um, stuff like that is just, it feels really random. It's like, whoa, a quick time event. Wait a minute. Oh. It's like, you know what would be awesome right here? <laughs> An <laughs> effing quick time event. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly how I was talking about whenever that was, when I was saying how some of those more recent Sonic games feel like they just... Okay, let's brainstorm, get a bunch of ideas. Okay, we're going to do this this gimmick here, this gimmick here, this gimmick yeah. here. Okay, accordion all that together. Here's a level and stuff like that. Man. I I know this, this goes back to me saying that I wouldn't want to be a game designer, but come on, quit being lazy with design, people. It's like yep. instead of a quick time event uh, where it's just like hit a button, if you want a quick time event... Do something where it's like you have to solve a puzzle real fast. Doesn't have to be a complicated puzzle. Just something real simple, right? Like, yep. uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. You know what I really like? You've, I don't know what... Hmm, you've not played <laughs> Fallout 4, but this is what, what, I, what I really like. Um, I like hacking in Fallout 4 when you try to hack terminals. Mm-hmm. Um, how was it in Fallout 3? I don't know how you did that. Man, I don't like remember. The mechanic behind it. I've played several games since then yeah, that you've yeah, hacked yeah. in, so I don't remember what you did in that. Although I think the best ever hacking mechanic in any game ever was in the original Bioshock. Oh, yeah. Where you got definitely. to play Pipe Dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the, awesome. Uh, Ratchet and Clank actually has a cool one where uh, you're trying to open a lock. Yeah. And it ha- it's like this, it's a circle. And then the more difficult it is, the more little things you move around in there. But oh, yeah. as with anything, but it has basically these lasers. So they're on the outer rim. There are targets, and then on the inner, there are inner rings, and you have lasers that you move around. Oh, and some okay. of them are tied to each other, so you have to make sure that they line up with the targets on the outside. And then some of them also have like blockers in there too, so you have to figure out how 
to move all of them to avoid the blocker. Oh, wow. It, it's, <laughs> Sounds complicated. Yeah. Some of them are crazy. Some of them, I'm just like, I have no idea how I just did that. <laughs> I have no clue. But they're like, you know, three or four different layers, ring layers oh, that man. you move around. It's, Dude. So, like, in Fallout 4, the way you hack a terminal, uh, it shows you, like, two columns of, like, characters. And a lot, most of it's, like, gibberish. But every once in a while, you'll see, like, a word in there. Mm. And so there's, like, maybe, like, there, there's, the harder it is to hack, the more words you see. And the harder it is to hack, the longer the words are, too. Mm. And so what you have to do is, one of the words that you see is the password. And so you have to pick which one's the password. It sounds simple. Well, you only have three tries before it locks you out. And so the way that it works, if you pick a password that's incorrect, it tells you uh, how many likenesses there are. A likeness means the same character in the same space as the password, or the mm. same position as the password. Uh-huh. Um, so if it's like a five, four or five letter word, I don't think there are any four, but if it's a five letter word, and you know, three of the words uh, start with S... And you pick one that starts with S, and it's like, oh, one likeness. Or it's like, well, it's, it's possible that it's one of those others that start with S. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it's really a lot more challenging than you'd think. Hmm. Um, but it's actually, there's some skill to it, too. Because if you stop and look at all of the words that are available before you choose your first one, yeah. you want to choose one that has a lot of correlation to all the other words. So that if you pick it, then you know, okay, if it says, like, if you're like, oh, wow, this has, like, S is the first letter, E is the third letter, and N is the fifth letter. And there's another one that's like that, too. And then you pick that, and it's, like, zero likenesses. Then you know it's not the other one that looks okay. like that, too. So that's if you cool. can get enough of those to match up, and then you pick it, and it's like, no, well, you just eliminated, like, five options. Yeah. So it's, a, it's, cool. it's a really cool uh, minigame like that. Not saying that you could do that for a quick time event, but you could do, like, a simple version of that. Or, you know, uh, like a... Goodness forbid, math problem. You know, you know, it's like which one of these is, is an, uh, a, a prime number? It's like and, and be like you know two, three, eight. It's yeah. like and make that really fast. That's a lot more interactive to me. To me, and this is coming from the guy who studied math in college. But <laughs> to me, that would be a lot more fun than like hit A as fast as you can. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's just me rambling because I, I think that would be really fun, actually. Yeah, I, that'd be cool. <sighs> I can't think of any other games that have quick time events. Isn't that weird? Like everyone's like, "Oh, quick time events are everywhere," but you sit down and think about it. Yeah. It's like, well, where are they? Like I'm literally looking at a bunch of games right now, and I can't <laughs> even think of any. I don't know, man. And, but the thing is, I think that a lot of games use them in a way that. Unless you're, like, a, a games journalist where you're playing, like, games all the yeah. time, like, literally all the time, you're, you, it's presented well enough that you're not, it's not going to stick out, like, oh, that yeah. was a quick time event. I feel like that ship has pretty much sailed where everybody feels like they have to throw them in, and now whenever you see them, they're usually pretty good. Yeah, well, I mean, and the problem is that when you get a mechanic like that that you get real like literal copycats in other games it's because it's not just the mechanic they're copying mm. a lot of times they're copying the whole game like mm. uncharted i mean you get a lot of games that were like just wanted to be uncharted or act yeah. like or give that kind of feel or action and it's like of course none of them were as good as uncharted because uncharted it wasn't just 
you know, a story-ish driven game with, mm-hmm. you know, action sequences. It was more than that. It's a, Uncharted's really a, a instance where the, the whole is more than the sum of the parts, I think. Yeah. Speaking of Uncharted and copy games, um, Tomb Raider, have you played that? The new Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider or Rise of the Tomb Raider? The new, like, reboot. So, okay, so there, there's a sequel to that one. Yeah, yeah. So, the the, I, the first one, yes, I've played yeah. Tomb Raider, but I'm not, mm-hmm. I, I got it on, it actually came with my graphics card for free. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right, I remember you telling me that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've played a, a little bit of it, but yeah. not much. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty good. Um, it's actually funny, she gets demolished in that game. Like, I don't know how oh, far... Oh, you... like that first intro sequence? Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I don't know how far you <laughs> you got in it, but she she gets beaten down in that game yeah. and is a beast. She just keeps going. Man. Like, her character model changes as you progress through the story to get more and more beaten up. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, I only got like a... I got through that whole intro sequence and then yeah. maybe played like an hour beyond that into it or something. Yeah. So not very far at all, in other words. Yeah, that whole part's kind of meh. It yeah. feels more like a, a tech demo for the game or something. Right, right. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of quick time events yeah. in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at mid midway through ish, it starts getting pretty good. Um, That's cool. But enslaved. Oh yeah. For PS3. I Odyssey think to it, the West. Yes, I think it may be for Xbox as well, 360 as well. Um, that is a good one. It feels it has the same kind of uncharted feel where you're climbing around and doing things. Yeah, and yeah. Whatever. Um, and uh, it did not sell very well, but uh, it's another one of those cult following kind of games. So, if you ever see Enslaved, which if you do, it'll probably be like ten dollars. I would highly recommend it for ten dollars. Nice. Very cool. So yeah, we're just ordering tires today. I, yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you can't tell, we weren't entirely prepared for this <laughs> podcast, but uh, I think we've made a go of it. Yeah. So, anything else we want to cover before we get out of here? Hmm. Hmm. You play anything good? Uh, mostly the same. Uh, mostly just playing Resident Evil, dude. Like, Resident Evil 2. Uh, I, I beat it. Okay, so I played... I got Biohazard 2 for PC, so the Japanese version. Um, Sweet. I beat it in, I think... 56 minutes and 44 seconds. Liane. Wow. <laughs> well, that that sounds great, but like that's 41st on the oh. leaderboard. <laughs> but here's what's funny. I, I had like 56 minutes and something. Uh-huh. First place is like 50 minutes or like 49.59. And I, actually, I don't think it's sub 50. I think it's like 50 minutes and like 11 seconds or something. Yeah. So there's wow. that like six minutes between first and 41st. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, because you have to be like perfect. Yeah. Uh, the reason being is that it's this is something that I thought I would never say. It is so much easier to control Resident Evil 2 with a, a keyboard than it is with a controller. Really? It is so so it's like easy mode. Uh-huh. Like I, I can't even explain wow. how much easier. That's interesting. I never thought it would be until I tried to play it <laughs> and I'm like I can just dodge all these zombies like I'm Superman. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Um, That's cool. But what's really cool is that uh the uh speedrunning f- um uh, community for uh, Resident Evil 2 and some of the others too but there's this one guy he goes by D Chaps and he's done a whole lot of stuff and there's other guys too th- uh, that d- have worked on this and I, I don't want to like 
forget to credit people, but uh, I've been using this program called Live Split to do like splits, like different sections of the game to see how fast I'm, I am at it. Mm -hmm. So to see if I can improve different sections. Like uh, either DChaps or one of the other guys on the forums on speedrun.com uh, created a an auto splitter script that reads the memory of the game as you're playing it so that when you get to a certain point it automatically splits it so that you don't have to oh, that's awesome. hit it. <laughs> yeah yeah it's really cool it uh it took me a while to get it set up because you have to get like the right version of the game and of the splitter and uh -huh. uh, so it 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 did not work at first but once i got it working it's it's really sweet that's pretty cool yeah so that was the first run I had of Biohazard 2, so I'll probably do that again. But there's a lot of competition on the PC because it's like really easy to get that version. Mm. Um, and it's really easy to get pretty good at it because of the keyboard controls. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably go back to playing it. Actually, I could, I could not find my Resident Evil 2 discs for PlayStation. I don't know where they went. Oh. Like, it's sad. That's no good. <laughs> so I had to order another set off eBay, so I got those, ordered those today. So hopefully that'll be coming soon. Um... Because apparently, if you play uh, it on PS3, it loads. The emulator in PS3 loads exactly like you're playing on a PlayStation 1. Uh -huh. But if you play it on a PlayStation 2, and you uh, select, like, fast disk speed, it's, like, fast. The game's faster and loads faster. And so, you... Uh, the uh -huh. timer in-game counts, you know, how long load, uh -huh. too. So, if it's loading faster, then you get time off just because you're loading faster. Yeah. So okay. hopefully wow. that will. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's gonna be like you know seconds difference. It's not yeah. gonna put me from eleventh to like four thirty thing. Mm. But. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. So, that's really that's cool, all I've though. been doing. I've been really obsessed with that. It's it's, it's becoming unhealthy probably. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, man, sir? Man, I could never do that. I just. I don't know. Anytime I've ever wanted to go back and try to play a game again, yeah. I just can't. It's well, the, Resident Evil Two is very special. Well, the whole series, but particularly Resident Evil Two, is very special to me because it was the first video game that I got obsessed with. It so like now I've been obsessed with video games as long as I can remember, and I've always wanted to like play a bunch of games and play through games, but I've never been like so persistent at a game that I'm like, I have to beat this game when I was younger. Yeah. And so I, I spent the time in, invested to get to beat the game when I was younger. And that's kind of like coming back out of me now. I'm like, well, now I just want to get really good. At it. <laughs> right. It, and it's weird. Cause I can't imagine it being any other game other than something in the resident evil series or perhaps the silent hill series. Cause mm -hmm. I've thought about trying to speed run another game and I'm like, I don't even know if I feel like it. The only other one that I might do is Bioshock Infinite because I think you should do that. <laughs> I got That'd I got pretty, pretty good at that one for a while. <laughs> Maybe I could do like uh, see if they'll start a new category for like no no uh, gun <laughs> runs. How many times did you beat Bioshock Infinite? Uh, probably close to a dozen. I mean, and that was like within like the first month of it being released mm. too. It was ridiculous, <laughs> and I haven't played it much since then. It's just I got. <laughs> hyper obsessed with that game for some reason i, I just know. remember like every morning i talked to you be like oh i beat it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that was so uh <laughs> i don't even know what possessed me to do that it was just i mean it's a great game it's just a great game so well so what about you any <laughs> anything um, going on in that way for you other than walking yeah, dead season been playing two? walking dead season two um still playing ratchet and clank 
Yeah. Uh, started playing uh, Freedom Planet, which is a um, it was the indie box game last month. Oh, it is okay. it's basically a Sonic the Hedgehog clone. Okay. Um, like Sonic Two kind of clone. Nice. Um, so yeah, it it feels more like a Sonic game than any Sonic game I have played in the past. 15 years <laughs> um so yeah that that's that's really good uh which actually funny story with that so so indie box for those of you who don't know yeah indie box is a um ba- it's like a team of like six people and they make physical releases for indie games so they'll pick an indie game and then they will uh like make artwork for it for print up like a full manual for it and then put in some like little collectible things in with it and then we'll give you uh the soundtrack of the game and then a game the game on a uh a usb drive one of the like card usb drives that you can print Mm -hmm. image on front and back yeah looks kind of like a credit card um so yeah so they do that and uh so freedom plant was last month's and uh I, I don't know if it was delivered to the wrong house or if it just happened to wind up getting walking away off my doorstep or whatever, but I got home and it was delivered and it was not there. And so I was like, that's that's super cool story, guys. Dude. All right. Um, needless to say, I was slightly livid because this isn't exactly something I can just get back on Amazon and order another one. Right. And so... Um, I emailed them about it, and uh, it it took them a little a little bit to respond, just because you know it's it's holiday time, and you know it's a team of six people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, so yeah, they uh, they eventually responded, and long story short, they sent me a new one. So awesome. So yeah, so that was really cool. Man, good really on cool them. them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would highly recommend IndieBox if you like indie games and you like uh, physical things, physical game objects. Yeah. Um, I may have to uh, subscribe for a few months there. Uh, cause that's that's the kind of customer service that I want to support. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, that very very cool people. And uh, every every f- several weeks they send out these. They actually spend the time to make like an update video, and it's not like something they just pull up a webcam and record it. Like somebody actually recorded this, ed- ed- like edited it, made it pretty, and did some stuff like that. Sweet. Um, so so yeah, it's it's a really cool service if uh, if you're into that kind of thing. But. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing that. Um, that's about it at the moment. Awesome. Hopefully going to be getting to the next game on my list sometime soon, which is uh, Silent Hill, whatchamacallit, on Wii. Shattered Memories. Yes, that one. Oh, man. Which has literally been Dude. on my list for like two years now. We should just play that tonight. You could beat it tonight. <laughs> right. I'm serious. I mean... Okay. Maybe we're gonna play some Silent Hill. Maybe we will. All right, man. You good? I'm golden. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening to us. This has been the OOTPC number zero one one number eleven. Almost a dozen. Almost a dozen. So we are a band. We are Order of Tear. Our music can be obtained 
for free if you would like, or if you'd like to tip us a little bit, we would be much appreciative. But yes, you can yes. get that at videogamemetal.com. You can also get it at soundcloud.com slash metal. Uh, so I, we've got everything up for download on SoundCloud too. So if you want to get it that way, if you if you like the SoundClouds, uh, go and do that. Feel free. Yep, yep. Everywhere else on the internet, we are at that site slash Order of Tier. Twitter, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Vine. Oh, Vine. And not Pinterest <laughs> yet. So uh, check us out. Uh, we try to be uh, pretty active, you know. Uh, right. If you want to say anything to us, feel free on any of those platforms. If you want us to talk about something on either this podcast or our bi-weekly hangout on air called Order More Tires, uh, tweet at us with hashtag talk to tier. That's T-A-L-K-T-O-T-Y-R. Um, and we would be happy to speak about those things yes, uh, because yes. we like to talk. If you We do. Tell. Um, so again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I am the Game Mage, and I have been joined physically in the same room tonight by Mike the Hammer K. Kludzinski. Yep, yep, yep. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye, Internet! Dagger!